0: Hey guys, super excited today sitting down with Nick Smith, uh, a co-owner of the Rising Sun workshop here in Newtown and mate thanks for joining us. My pleasure, thanks for having me. No problem mate. So mate, I suppose this is a great venue. Man, I really, really love this venue. And um, how did it all sort of start for you guys? This whole concept of
1: well, it's it, like everything. It starts with a concept. We um, we knew a few things. We knew we wanted uh, a space that was both commercial enterprise and social enterprise. Something that wasn't just a vehicle for making money that that gave back to the community that housed it. Mm. Um, my business partners uh, had a background with bikes and I had a a background with social enterprise and restaurants Um, from a a fairly diverse skill set we came together with a concept of a place where uh, where the community where our community could come and uh, work on their passions that was motorcycles food yeah coffee alcohol yeah all under one roof yeah, uh, which is a simple idea, but quite hard to execute. Yeah, in a in a town like Sydney, which is pretty thick with red tape.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So, like, take us back to like, so you came across the space first, and then found it, and thought, you know what, this is a great idea. Or
1: well not exactly this space took a bit of finding and it was a bit it was it, it was uh i think incredibly fortuitous that it turned up yeah. i don't know that if this particular building hadn't presented itself yeah that we'd be talking here today
0: yeah
1: we had uh tried to get the thing up and running in Stanmore, um, but the local community heard about motorcycles and instantly it was just a no and so we had a da there that was knocked back in the interim uh we needed to show a community of people who had already invested through a crowdfunding campaign that we were we were for real,
0: right? You know, yeah.
1: people's uh, generosity uh, um, was there, but but there's also a limited amount of patience that you have when you've when you've yeah. invested something that's um, sure. to date that was to that time intangible. Yeah, so we decided that we would do a pop up space. that was quite uh, quite the go at yeah. the time. Well, I'm talking about 2014 that we'd do a pop-up and there was a um, kind of like a blank space yeah. uh, on the other side of Newtown on Lenox Street. Um, it faced the park. Uh, it was it was four beautiful white walls yeah. and lots of clean floor space, but it had no kitchen. Um, it had really nothing, just, yeah. just, um, just a blank canvas. Um, so we took what was sort of a month-on-month lease there. Yeah. Um, but we had, with very limited funds, we had, and a very short turnaround, we had, we had to conceive of how can we show this to the people and perhaps generate a little bit of income to keep the whole process going. Um,
0: and that was the total concept of the, the membership sort of bike side as well as the, the ramen side or? Yeah, you... well, the, the, the ramen kind of was born
1: at that time. Yeah. Uh, it was never, in the early days, it was never an idea to do to do to do ramen. Yeah. Um, initially it was going to be I think uh, kind of soul food and yeah, like yeah. road food to kind yeah, of cool. um, go with the idea of travel and adventure and that sort of stuff I'm, yeah. I'm glad we didn't go that way mm. and we came up with the ramen because I thought here was something that I could cook by myself yeah so I didn't have any staff yeah a, a fairly simple kitchen that we cobbled together mm. uh, at low expense so we used camping burners and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Uh, a friend of the family loaned us um, a huge pot that yeah. he had started his corn chip factory with. Wow. And he'd used that to break down the corn masa and turn it into corn yeah. chips that yeah. you, you see in the shops now. He's got a big factory nowadays, yeah, right. but it, it all started with that pot that we're still using to make our bone broth.
0: Wow.
1: So and, and i also felt that, that ramen was something that was coming to sydney there was, there were certainly some spots already around but none in newtown really um, and it felt like something that we could um, have a go at so we did that uh, very simple three three ramen uh, my business partner one of my business partners dan on the built a little cafe in the other part of the warehouse and then down the back we did a, a really small version yeah, of what wow. you see behind behind yeah, us so it
0: was sort of the whole complete concept in a smaller space just that yeah, a, yeah we yeah, shrunk wow. it down
1: just to again yeah. show our show our future membership who we were introduce ourselves to a neighborhood yeah also to I guess to be honest to feel that we were on the right track mm. and as I say that was uh, that was supposed to be a two month thing but it went very well yep. it went for six months and then yeah. that was about as far as that lease could take us Yeah. Wow. and so right at the end this building that we're sitting in here had been a mitre 10 hardware store for I don't know 50 years or so wow. and before that had been a port lease hardware store which was I think one of Sydney's first
0: yeah, hard, right. hardware yeah. retail spaces
1: mm. um, one of the first places where you could pull up and pump gas or petrol into your car yeah, uh, wow. they had a bowser out there and still owned by the same family yeah um, so it was, and again, it was this big blank space, and, it, and, and the, the zoning, and the the lack of tenants over the years had mm. meant that it allowed us the opportunity to perhaps put this into reality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first, we had to prove to the local the local authority, the council, yeah. that this was something that could exist. So it was about defining what it was, and then um, and then it was about turning a really really old uh, late. 19th century building into a, a modern restaurant
0: yeah mm. wow okay cool and like it must have been a bit of a process to sort of get all that through council what was, was i massive. suppose some of the key sort of learnings around that like what did the council kick back at in getting it approved well even just i think
1: i just think the just the idea the, the idea of a men's shed had been kind of floated mm. out there and people were across that but just uh, initially defining that this was going to be not a mechanic which yeah. would get you into a different fair trading area of yeah, yeah, uh, being yeah. a licensed mechanic which would then negate the opportunity of having a restaurant under the same roof but just convincing and showing and defining bit by bit that this was a communal workspace more like mm. a more like a gym or a library where you have pooled resources and right. equipment yep. rather than um, a place where uh, a tradesman yeah. will do you work for money. Yeah, like operating out of yeah. yeah. Okay. So, most of that was handled by another business partner, Helena, who's upstairs. Yeah. She's an architect and has to deal with uh, building and development yeah, more yeah. so than myself or, or, things. or yeah. yeah, so she spear- spearheaded that. And then with the help, uh, with her help and the help of some planners, we, we yeah. eventually got the thing across.
0: But it was no. not an easy thing to do. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, yeah. it's, never, it's never easy dealing with councils, is it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no Especially when something's brand new, a brand new concept as well. Very uh, hard to be the yeah. first to do anything. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's awesome. And like, I suppose your side of it is, is like the food in the restaurant and the ramen side. So yeah. how, how does, I mean, what made you say ramen? Yeah, well, like uh, when we finished with the pop-up, which had mm. been a big
1: success on the ramen front, um, I thought that might be the end of that chapter yeah. that ramen would be left there at Lennox Street. And then we'd open here with a, a different menu, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I, w- I wasn't sure what I was going to go away and think about that. But whenever I spoke to friends yeah. um, or the public who had had been a part of that, because mm. um, we I think we won awards in that first six months as the pop-up, and so uh, you know it had already built yeah. uh, built a following, and sure built a brand, and then
0: yeah.
1: I don't know all of the looks I was seeing in people's yeah. eyes told me that I was feeling a bit crazy to throw that away. Yeah. But we I'd already gone through this kind of crash course in Ramen and Japanese food because that's not my background. Um, it's been an, it was an area of interest but not yep. something that I'd ever really uh, explored deeply um, but now we knew that that was going to come across and continue in the new space. And then you have and so then that informs the rest of the menu you mm. have this.
0: Like your centerpiece almost. Yeah, the centerpiece,
1: yeah, yeah that's, um, that, that's uh, dominating the, the, a good chunk of the menu. And then, so yeah. from a, just to keep things cohesive, um, that sort of Southeast Asian kind of Japanese vibe starts to permeate through the menu. But it yeah. also got me to the idea that if I'm going to do a breakfast service, I don't want it to be uh, scrambled eggs and any number of yeah. sides, and I don't yeah. want it to be birch and, muesli and I, yeah. I feel like. Not only had I been there and done mm. that, but I really felt like the public at large For needed sure. needed to break the shackles yeah. of that. Um, so yeah. again, we chose another thing to do that was going to be a little bit difficult, a little bit yeah. of an explanation, and yeah, a bit wow. of a journey. But I don't know. I think we do choose the hard route, but I think yeah, nice. often that hard road is the the, the place where uh, where the most Interesting stuff
0: happens for sure, and most interesting stuff's created as yeah, well. Yeah. On the ramen side, how yeah. did you do? You said you'd done a bit of a workshop or something in ramen to learn it. Like, how oh, did that come
1: up? Well, a bit of a deep personal deep dive. Yeah, um, I'd not long been back from Japan. I guess when we were concept- when we were conceptualising the pop up space, I think in the interim I might have done a trip back there yeah. with ramen in mind. So I ate a lot um, of ramen over there. Yeah fortunately for me at the time I I, I I can't read japanese text um i'd love to learn uh, but at the time a couple of publications came out in english one by yeah. a guy named ivan orkin and another by a really famous chef uh, david chang yeah um, no david chang yeah, yeah. and uh, so they offered a little bit of a blueprint and then with the help of them and some other japanese yeah. chef friends of mine yeah came came about kind of our styles i
0: guess yeah why
1: i looked at that Japan and the way it thinks of ramen. And uh, it's really clear over there that ramen's not, it's not a dish that's steeped in tradition or it's bound by certain tenets, but it's a very interpretive thing as you travel from north to south, regionally it changes. And then when you get into those regions and you go in, like it, it's allowed to adapt from the experience of the chef and from his, from his his background or her background and the geography that they live in and the seasonality, yeah, right. I'm trying to bring that idea here that what I'm doing isn't like the ramen that you had mm. in Japan. Not at all. Like we follow some really strict rules in terms yeah. of like the the ingredients used and and some of the techniques that we use to get there. But it would not, I think, be um, it would not be true if mm. I was to take something from another. Another part of the world and just rip it yeah, over yeah, here and just try and replicate it's, it. Yeah. So what we're doing here is a is, an inter- is, is a yeah. local Newtown interpretation of what I think. Yeah, Sydney ramen might be.
0: That's awesome. That's so almost yeah. like your own little personal, um, I suppose, way
1: of doing it. I yeah. think so. I think yeah. so. And this is something that I'd love, I'd love the Australian public to understand mm-hmm. because I think I think Japanese culture is confusing. I think. Uh, we have this notion that it's very much one thing, mm. but as you dig a bit deeper in there, you learn that it's it, it's nuanced and yeah. it's and it is interpretation, and some of it's very new, even yeah. stuff that feels quite old to yeah. us or that or timeless. Yeah, like right. the idea of um, like modern sushi looks nothing like sushi did, which yeah. is really only from the 1980s. Mm. Um, and uh, this current obsession with ramen really also. Started in the 1980s. We're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about hundreds of years of tradition here. We're talking about, yeah, really quite modern history. Yeah, Um, for sure. So, yeah, for me, that gives room, particularly with the ramen, room for play and room, yeah, yeah, to to, to stretch that idea.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm. Mate, I'm a great fan of ramen, especially your ramen's great. Thank you. Thank you. Without giving away your secrets, what's like some of the key things (coughs) to a good ramen, I suppose?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, first of all ramen is the noodle so the yeah. noodle's got to be treated well uh you've got to use fresh noodles they've got to be um
0: so you make your noodles on a daily basis or how does our noodles it
1: noodles are made to spec right. from a place across yeah. town yep um we just couldn't with the size of our kitchen and the number of uh the number of bowls we do i'd need another yeah. space yeah. again so um there's a company that we use in lane cove that okay. will make our noodles to our our, yeah. our recipe yeah. which has been fantastic to work with those guys um mm. it needs to get to you quickly you need to mm. eat it fast yeah because so much of it's about the chew i think the broth they don't always have to be heavy thick tonkotsu things which yeah. is another kind of i think misinterpretation of ramen in sydney that it always has to be this hugely yeah. thick, dense thing yeah. and i like that sometimes but ramen yeah. can also be really light mm. um they call it chintan ramen um really clear soups and, yep. and it can be quite refined or it can go deep as long as it's got punch and depth of flavor yeah and that wow. can come in many ways and i think the after that the world's your oyster you can you Add can twist TV it up, uh, yeah. whatever you like and, yeah. and and you we're seeing that more and more here and in japan
0: yeah wow amazing
1: and around the world yeah yeah because cool. you know we're getting ramen shops opening up I know. In definitely tex- in texas and yeah, you know wow. in, uh, in vietnam and everywhere you know so it's not It it, it has broken free of that thing. But as long as those, as long as the noodles are chewy and alkaline, as long as the, as long as there's a punch and depth in the broth and as long as the garnishes make sense and are made with uh with love i think and care and attention yeah. i think there you've then you've got ramen
0: yeah and you can run off it either way, anyway, sort of from there but as long as i suppose that fundamentals are ticked yeah i believe so yeah. and i'm, yeah, I'm happy cool. to argue that with anyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice on that well if we touch on the, the i suppose this membership sort of garage yeah, sort of side sure. of it what what's how does that work and how does like yeah how does that sort of
1: so we wanted to uh we wanted to build a space where we weren't just a restaurant serving food and beverage but where the community could access us and we could give to the community in a really real tangible intrinsic sort of way Um, that way i think i feel like the best the best venues regardless of what they are whether it's a, a, a small cafe a fancy bar a restaurant that's been around forever the thing that they have in common is a connection with their community, if they're gonna have longevity, mm. and also that they keep telling stories. Yeah, And what this, what this does is allow us to, it allows us to capture people, um, have them here, and they are also in the, they're, they're producing as we're producing. Yeah. They're redefining as we're redefining. Mm. And so for me, the kitchen and the workshop are very much similar beasts. Yeah, that's um, good point. Financially, um, they work for each other as well, yeah. um, because the, the restaurant's here to support the workshop, workshop gives back to the restaurant in its community, um, and also in its diversity.
0: because yeah. we're,
1: okay. we're not just speaking to food and beverage yeah. media, we're, we're speaking to moto and moto fashion and yeah. builders, and uh, a, a really diverse yeah. sort of slice of the population.
0: Yeah, cool. So essentially people sort of come in here, they book a bay and they bring their bikes in or you you sort of store them for them as well? Yeah, we can do all of that.
1: Uh, We ask our members uh, to take a yearly membership, which we make as cheap as possible. Um, There are different levels depending on, I guess, how much access you're going to want and need. Um, You can tailor the hours in a way, again, Yeah. that reflects your uh your your level of competency or expertise so if you're like me someone who's fairly or very green when it comes to things mechanical i would uh i'd I'd need to and and say i wanted to uh, put an aftermarket carburetor on my bike i couldn't do that i could could youtube that and kind of get an idea but Probably I'd be better off to book some assisted daytime, we call it, and so our, our workshop manager, Brad, yeah. will be here, he'll be by my side, he's gonna help me step-by-step step yeah, through right. the way. That's charged at a higher rate, because you've got one-on-one. Oh, one. yeah. um, after that, maybe I just wanna do an oil change next week, and I can do yeah. that by myself, so I'll just book that in by myself. Yeah. I might, I, I can come in here, um, take care of that on my own, yeah. clean up after myself and be gone. Um, yeah and sort of almost contactless
0: yeah right yeah. wow that's super cool man did they um so is that, is that something you've seen somewhere or do you develop that concept of sort of that membership style there are there are
1: versions of this around the world but nothing
0: yeah as far as
1: i'm aware nothing i think this is a one-of-a-kind concept yeah
0: yeah okay awesome and is, is this something that you, on this whole venue he looks to do another one or what are you thinking do you just absolutely yeah um we're we're looking at doing
1: more uh on the on the restaurant side i think uh i would like to think that we'll be in a second and third venue uh, in the near term
0: yeah
1: on the collaborative space obviously it's a slightly more difficult fit and then but we're very much open to the idea that we Mm. can do something Something in this kind of hybrid model again, yeah. Um, yeah. Perhaps not motorcycles, perhaps a, a, a different community service supported yeah. by, a, yeah, right, some, a, an overarching commercial yeah. commercial
0: business, yeah. Okay, and so you're looking like maybe in the next 12 months, or a couple more. I hope so, yeah. Wow, have, so. have you looked sort of areas or where you're thinking to go? Or, yeah, I mean, at the moment,
1: um, we've had a couple of guys um, in the inner west of properties, yeah that have been appealing but have not come off for one reason or another. Uh, newer developments in the CBD. Um, yeah, well. Maybe further afield. There's, uh, there's some interest in Bondi at the moment.
0: Yep. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. And also, I um, suppose, with the partners involved, like, does everyone sort of play their role? So, someone does the, you also do the kitchen, someone does the architectural side, you're saying. That's right. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. does the, I suppose, the garage sort of mm-hmm. workshop side. Yeah. yeah that's
1: it. Yeah. We all respect that we have specific skill yeah, sets nice. and we give ourselves enough uh, space and autonomy to work mm-hmm. within those fields. And then we'll come together periodically to kind of ch- yep. check in on each other, I guess. And, yeah um share heads on yeah. on specific projects uh,
0: Yeah. but yeah it's a bit of a divide and conquer kind of uh lateral hierarchy
1: i guess you'd yeah. say yeah nice one
0: and then i suppose just touching on and we're sort of getting out of it now but did yeah. the COVID thing sort of have any impact on business or oh, how do you course. guys go with that oh. uh, of
1: course of course yeah so the um i think we came out of it really well there was some beautiful stuff that happened actually we because we like most restaurants, we couldn't operate mm. in-house, yeah. So we had to turn our product to takeaway, which was fine. Um, we came up against, well, we showed resistance to the idea of giving up a good chunk of our uh, potential revenue to delivery services. Yeah. But what we had in our favour was that not only a, war- a work, well, we had a workforce that, by and large, were licensed for two wheels yeah so what that meant we could do was rehire people as drivers or, or riders rather yeah um keep everyone in jobs and keep everyone delivering the uptake on on that takeaway was huge um and then
0: much bigger than i'd anticipated yeah right um, so you essentially closed the, the shop down of course and then just sort of went with takeaway and went and delivered with that, that yeah. yeah
1: and then uh, we had a lot of stock and we didn't yeah like, yeah i don't know i mean it's hard to it's hard it doesn't looking back it's, it doesn't seem as dark and perilous now that you've got a bit of, a bit of time and space between us. But at the time, yeah. we didn't know if we were gonna be, like yeah. everyone, we didn't know if yeah. we were gonna be closing doors next month. So yeah. we turned the, the cafe area out there into I guess like a little general store.
0: Yeah, We
1: sold everything. We sold the eggs, we sold the flour, we sold wow. the toilet paper, we sold <laughs> the wine, everything had to go. Yeah. And, the, um, and the local community came and chose yeah. to do their shopping here. So that was, a, I think, some of that was out of convenience but I think some of that was just out of a general yeah. support from the neighborhood so that was that was for me really uh, yeah, really heartwarming really encouraging uh, mm-hmm. to know that yeah we had even in a few short years we had built a community and that they kind of had our back yeah so that, that was amazing um, as restrictions lifted we had to change our model again um, we moved to We'd always had this idea, this you know, you know, in our in our in our in in our presentation, I guess, of our food that it was a shared table experience, mm. and so that lent itself quite quickly and easily to doing because you were only allowed at one time. It was something like ten people in yeah, the room. That's right. Yeah. So we would take a we would take a family booking uh, and just put out a spread. Yeah, you know, and then that got people out of lockdown a little yeah, bit and yeah. out and having a yeah. Having a restaurant-quality new um, meal in a in a room with a bit of service and, yep. and stuff, so that, that that was nice. And then incrementally, we move out of out yeah, of that yeah. and into the current Touchwood uh, status quo. You know,
0: yeah, for sure. And yeah. have you kept that sort of takeaway side of it going, or is it more or less? It's still no. available, but yeah,
1: we noticed that as in-house, come back in yeah. takeaway. Yeah, that said, um, we did take out um, applications for local council grants that we won to turn the restaurant product into an at-home product oh, yeah. and we'll start to see that roll out this winter
0: so essentially you can buy like a ramen kit yeah home a take-home and and ramen do. kit and yeah, right.
1: which you will just quickly uh reheat stock put the garnish on boil your noodles and you're done yeah. all sort of instructions
0: a, sort of thing yeah, it? yeah yeah that's cool yeah
1: very 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 simple Um, and then, yeah, that's turning up in, uh, in our first supermarket appearance next week. So that's something very positive. I think that's come out of COVID for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been talking a lot about the, uh, the restaurant, but the workshop through COVID as well, did it a Mm. bit tough because we weren't allowed to gather and and commune, which is so much a part of what this is. And, uh, but now we're seeing people coming out and. I'm really happy that all the bays seem to be full, full of, yeah. of work about to about to get underway. So yeah. everyone's getting out of their cave now, feeling a little bit more confident. I say, sure. you know, yeah. you're always sort of looking at the clouds, aren't you? Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, that's awesome, I mate. Mean, guys, please come down and check it out. Uh, Rising, One work, Rising Sun Workshop, amazing ramen, great community, and um, mate, thanks for joining us. Where can they find you guys on online, or is just Instagram? yeah? Uh,
1: our website, risingsunworkshop.com, uh, Instagram, uh, it's all Rising Sun Workshop. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Dick. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it.